Hey guys, this week we are diving into all things gut health and we're going to talk about how do you know if you have dysbiosis, an underlying root cause of IBS and chronic gut issues, and the symptoms of dysbiosis as well as why restricting foods is not the answer. You're listening to the Fix Your Gut podcast a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself, but heal others that were struggling like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. I break down the science of the... I break down the latest in gut microbiome research into easy to digest episodes with actionable strategies for healing. Let's dive into the episode. So a lot of you that follow me on Instagram um, have told me that you've cut out a lot of foods from your diet. You just can't handle um, you know, certain vegetables or beans and lentils. Maybe you're cutting out grains. If you're getting to the point where you have to cut out all these foods, there's something else going on. And you may feel a lot better when you cut them out, but just because your symptoms are gone doesn't mean that you're healed. If you try to reintroduce them and you're still having troubles, there's something else going on. So we have to look at the root cause. And that root cause is something called dysbiosis. I've talked about this a bit before on the podcast, but I'm going to go into a little more detail today. So dysbiosis is basically an imbalance of microorganisms in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of microbes, and that includes uh, bacteria, yeast, viruses, and even parasites. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, and some of them just kind of are in the middle and they're just there. Um, a lot of them do have a role to play though. And so what happens is dysbiosis is either an overgrowth of some normal bacteria or an imbalance. So we have too much of the bad bacteria or a parasite or something like that. And how does this happen? There's many factors. So we're gonna dive into a couple of the common ones. Number one is obviously diet. So if you have eaten a diet that is high in refined carbs, so like white bread products, and low in fiber and fruits and vegetables, and especially if that's been going on for years, that's a huge contributor, and we'll find out why in a moment. The other aspect is, especially for those of you who are eating like that, you're gonna get constipated. If you have chronic constipation, that's a sign that something is wrong. And we'll dig into this a bit later, but. A lot of us look at these symptoms, these gut issues as just like a pain in the butt. And they are a pain in the butt, literally and figuratively. But they're also our body's way of trying to tell us that something is wrong. Something has to be changed. And so we'll look at that a bit more later, but keep that in mind. 
So if you're chronically constipated, that's going to give the bacteria the perfect perfect environment to kind of grow out of control and you're going to develop an even more inflammation and dysbiosis in the gut. The third aspect is medications. So if you have ever been on several rounds of antibiotics, even just two rounds within your life is enough to permanently mess up your gut, not permanently, but do a big damage to your gut. And the other one is antacids. So, so many of us have been on antacids, especially prescription strength ones. Like don't even get me started on how often doctors give those out. That, that was part of my problem with my gut. I was on those for over five years but you need that stomach acid, right? So that's what caused me to develop this severe dysbiosis. I didn't have any stomach acid to break down my food, but more importantly, I didn't have that acid to keep the bugs from getting out of control in my gut. When it comes to upper gut issues, stomach acid is really important, but there's a couple of other factors that you may not realize. So one of them is your gallbladder. A lot of people don't realize the importance of your gallbladder. And unfortunately, uh, many people end up with gallstones and end up having to get it removed. And then they have problems digesting food for the rest of their life. So let's back up and understand the importance of your gallbladder. So something made bile is, or something called bile is made in your liver and it's stored in your gallbladder. Bile helps to emulsify or break down and help you digest fats. Um, so the problem with your gallbladder is oftentimes it can become, um, you can get gallstones or it can become lazy, uh, something called gallbladder dyskinesia, where it's not, you know, pumping it properly after a meal or during a meal to release, um, bile in order to help with your digestion. So when you think about it this way, you have this perfect combination of things coming together for digestion. You've got your stomach acid, your bile. When you've got pancreatic enzymes, digestive enzymes that come from your pancreas, which we'll touch on more in a minute. But know that there's a lot of things that can go wrong with your gallbladder, and it's not just gallstones. So you can still have um, gallbladder dysfunction without having gallstones. And the problem with that is we really need that bile, yes, for fat digestion, but also it's an antimicrobial um function. So when we look at having this imbalance of bacteria in the upper gut, something called SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, we really need to control that bacterial level. And one of the ways that our body naturally does that is with bile. So if we're not pumping out enough bile, we're not going to have that antibacterial protective mechanism there. And then we may develop dysbiosis, and that can cause a lot of issues like we discussed already, such as um, indigestion, bloating, um, and chronic heartburn and reflux. And that can affect motility too. So, But there's something called the migrating motor complex in your gut, and that's just this wave of peristalsis, these contractions that allow your gut to move food along, and bile has an important role in that as well. So what could cause gallbladder issues? Um, they're very common in people that are in larger bodies. And that has to do with the way that fat is metabolized and the inflammation that is produced by um, excess fat mass. Um, it's common with diabetes and insulin resistance. And it's common with estrogen dominance, which we know is really common in a lot of women. So this 
one of two situations. Either the estrogen is high and progesterone is low relative to the estrogen, or estrogen is normal, but progesterone is very, very low. So this estrogen dominance is inflammatory and it increases um, your cholesterol secretion. And we have this change in the bile that reduces your gallbladder's ability to pump out bile. It kind of like thickens and gets more like gummy, right? So it can't come out as easily. And then the other factor is if you already have an existing gallbladder issue, oh, sorry, an existing microbiome issue such as um, SIBO, this imbalance, maybe it's caused by poor diet or the using antacids like we discussed, that in itself can cause gallbladder issues. So it's a vicious cycle, right? So having that imbalance can ca cause gallbladder issues and gallbladder issues can cause microbiome issues. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. Now let's move on and talk a bit about pancreatic function. So your pancreas is a really important for your body. We know that it releases insulin in response to a meal. And that's a really important role for um, balancing your blood sugar and allowing the sugar to get into your cells to be used as energy. But it also releases pancreatic enzymes. So these are digestive enzymes that are very strong and help you to break down your food. Now, if you have chronic inflammation, which can be caused by dysbiosis in the upper gut, so the factors we discussed, so like low stomach acid, poor diet, constipation, that can actually directly cause pancreatic issues such as pancreatic insufficiency. So that's a bit of a debate in the medical community, but there is evidence to show that you can have pancreatic insufficiency without it being a full-blown pancreatic disease. Um, we can see this on the functional tests that we use at Verger Wellness Clinic. So Dr. Spark often orders um, several different tests, one of which is the CDSA, so it's a stool test. And one of the measures that it um, uses is called elastase. That's an enzyme, and that measure tells us whether your pancreas is functioning properly in terms of helping to break down your food. So elastase um, ideally should be over 200 is, is the cutoff. So if it's below that, which is quite common in people with dysbiosis and gut issues, we see some pancreatic insufficiency there and we have some inflammation that's gonna be affecting that pancreatic function. So you may have this perfect storm of low stomach acid, um, gallbladder and bile insufficiency and low pancreatic function. And all of that can be caused by dysbiosis and, the dis and having those issues will perpetuate the dysbiosis, right? So we really have to look at these underlying causes and treat those rather than just, you know, having surgery or taking a digestive enzyme or whatever it may be. We really have to get to the root cause. How do you know if you have some of these underlying causes? Let's take a look at some of the symptoms. For low stomach acid, you might experience heartburn, acid reflux, um, gas and bloating after eating. You may have food allergies or intolerances, and you may see undigested food in your stools. Now, in terms of gallbladder insufficiency, you might have upper right quadrant pain under your rib cage. You might get diarrhea, especially with a meal that has a lot of fat. You might get heartburn and acid reflux. 
uh, lots of burping and bloating after meals and just feeling really full and uncomfortable. And you might also experience um, floating stools or chronic constipation. So when it comes to chronic gut issues, we know that dysbiosis is often the underlying cause, but if we address that without addressing the reason that you develop the dysbiosis in the first place, it will likely return. But there is hope. When I work with clients, we manage the root causes of the dysbiosis while we treat the dysbiosis so that it doesn't come back and you can experience optimal health for life. So just a little note here, for those of you that are inside the Reset Solution, you actually get exclusive discounts for one-on-one -on -one nutrition consultations with myself. So be sure to take advantage of your discounts to get your personalized gut healing protocol. I guess what I should explain before we go any further is that this dysbiosis, this bacterial imbalance or overgrowth, is what causes intestinal inflammation. So you've got too much of the wrong kind of bacteria. And these bacteria, um, they feed off carbs. So if you're eating a diet high in carbs and sugar, it's going to worsen the imbalance. And what they do is they cause a lot of inflammation. They release a lot of different um, chemicals and, and compounds, and one of them is called LPS. And it's very, very toxic to your intestinal cells, but it doesn't just stay in your gut. It actually circulates throughout the whole body, and that can contribute to things like aches and pains, brain fog, mental health issues. So it's really, really important that we get to the root of this gut inflammation and balance out your microbiome. A lot of people come to me and they've already cut out gluten, dairy, um, sometimes they've cut out grains and certain vegetables and they just are, you know, so frustrated. They want to be able to eat a bigger variety of foods, but everything they eat, they're reacting to. And they're feeling like, maybe based on what they've read online, that they have sensitivities. So they're thinking, maybe I have an allergy or a sensitivity to these foods, but why am I having so many sensitivities all of a sudden? And to that, I tell them that it could be possibly a sensitivity, but more likely based on their symptoms. And that's what I do. I take a full comprehensive look at their medical history and current health status. And I decide based on their symptoms, that sounds like they have dysbiosis, that's likely more what's going on rather than actual food sensitivities. And we'll also talk about how they're directly connected. So having dysbiosis sets you up for developing food sensitivities because as I said earlier, that chronic inflammation in the gut promotes what's called leaky gut. So you may have heard that term. And that just means that very tiny microscopic um, holes form in your gut lining and that allows food particles to leak into the gut or and leak into the bloodstream and there's not supposed to be food particles in the bloodstream so then our immune system is like wait a second this should not be here and it mounts an attack and so next time you eat that food it's going to react you're going to react to that food because your body remembers it as an invader so really the goal with this dysbiosis is to kill off this inflammatory bacteria, heal up the gut lining so we don't have that leaky gut, 
and then repopulate and restore the gut microbiome. So what we do in order to do that is we use a lot of strong antimicrobial herbs. And I'm not going to get into the exact process of how I work with clients. Um, I will tell you it's called the 4R protocol, and I'll talk more about it in another episode. But for now, I just want you to know that, you know, if you feel like you're reacting to everything, it's not necessarily sensitivities. Um, so the first thing we do is we work on healing the gut. And then down the road, after we've done, you know, a few months of gut healing, and you start reintroducing some foods, if you're still reacting at that point, that's a great chance to say, okay, we might actually have some sensitivities here. Let's do a food sensitivity test. And I do offer that as well. The other thing I want you to know about this, this inflammation thing you have going on in your gut is part of it has to do with histamine. So you may have heard of histamine uh, with regards to allergies. So things like seasonal allergies. So the ragweed is really bad right now and I've been suffering myself. But know that there are certain bacteria that actually promote histamine release. They directly release histamine in your gut. And when you are eating a diet that's high in sugar and inflammatory foods, and especially if you end up getting constipated, this is the perfect environment for this inflammation, part of which is histamine release. So that's going to make you feel, again, like you're reacting to everything. You might get that, you know, the nasal stuffiness, the um, brain fog, the fatigue. These are all common allergy and histamine type symptoms, but it could be coming from your gut. Okay, so the other thing here is that, as I mentioned earlier, both the histamine and something called cytokines, which are immune molecules that your gut bacteria um, stimulate your gut lining, your cells there, and they actually promote the release of certain um, immune molecules called cytokines. And depending on what bacteria you have in there, they can either be promoting the release of good cytokines or inflammatory cytokines. And these inflammatory cytokines, as well as the histamine and that LPS um, toxins that the bacteria themselves release, all together, these components will cause brain fog and mental health issues. So like I said, and I've seen this quote that was like, um, your gut is not Las Vegas. What happens in your gut does not stay in your gut. Okay, so that inflammation is circulating through your whole body and it's going to affect your brain. So if you are someone who is struggling with mental health issues, um, attention or focus issues, brain fog, poor memory, we have to look at what's going on in your gut. Your stomach has been killing you. So you finally get to see your doctor. They do all these tests and then they tell you there's nothing wrong. It's IBS except IBS isn't really a thing. It's what they tell you when they can't figure out what's wrong. But there is something wrong. Of course there is. You feel like crap. So how upsetting is it to be told there's nothing wrong, to be dismissed, to be given no explanation for your symptoms, to be told it's just IBS and there's no cure? When it happened to me, I cried. And every time I saw another specialist and got told the same thing, I cried again. No one understood. I just couldn't keep living like this. I've seen this in every single one of my clients. 
They're frustrated, they're overwhelmed, they feel like they've tried everything. Gluten-free, low FODMAP, low carb, low sugar. Sure, some of them helped a bit, but now they're feeling stuck with these symptoms and they just can't seem to feel better. And with every client, I use the same four-step protocol and every time they got better. And why is that? Because we treated the root causes. And most importantly, we made it enjoyable so they could still eat their favorite foods. So the question is, are you ready to give up Dr. Google and try something totally different? Are you ready to prioritize your health? Are you willing to not just change your diet, but your mindset and your lifestyle too? Then you're ready to join us inside the Fix Your Gut formula. I created this four-step roadmap to complete gut health transformation because I wanted to empower as many women as possible. So I decided to create this program as a mini course and support group for only a fraction of the price of a single appointment with me. Want to learn more? Head to the link in the show notes. Okay, so I want to talk a bit about um, how these bacteria are causing, um, you know, they're basically hijacking your brain and a lot of people don't realize the influence they have, um, and they affect a bunch of things. So we're going to start by talking about cravings. If you have very, very strong carb cravings, it can be due to a number of things. And we have talked about this before on the podcast. So it can be due to imbalanced blood sugar, um, poor sleep. Uh, mental health issues. So it's your body's way of boosting your, your feel good hormones, but, um, and imbalanced sex hormones too. But what all of these things have in common is they're all connected to the gut. So imbalanced hormones are connected to the gut. Imbalanced blood sugar is connected to the gut. Um, brain fog is connected to the gut. So we really have to go back and look at what's going on in the gut to figure out why we have these brain symptoms. So if you're really struggling with food cravings, know that having an imbalance of bacteria, so if you've got too much yeast or a certain um, inflammatory bacteria, they love sugar, they love carbs. So they actually send signals to your brain telling you to eat more carbs. How crazy is that? They're literally hijacking your brain. And I've gone through this myself with my own gut healing journey to the point where say it was Monday and I'm having strong, strong carb cravings and I can't stop myself. I have my, my chocolate and my mug cake. And then I realized my gut's not feeling well. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm probably feeding the bad guys again. So I took some antimicrobials and I started back on trying to cut sugar and just focus on healing the gut within two or three days of taking these antimicrobial supplements, which are balancing out my gut microbiome, my carb cravings were completely gone. My brain fog lifted. My mental health was better. It's crazy what can happen in a few days. So know that when you have these cravings, it's not necessarily, um, you know, something you're doing or not doing. I mean, it very well could be if you're starving yourself all day because you're too busy to eat and then you end up, you know, super starving and, and you binge on junk because that's what's convenient. Obviously, we can't uh, negate the responsibility of, of feeding ourselves throughout the day, but know that part of the factor is your gut bacteria. 
So when we balance that out, it's so much easier to, you know, not overdo it on the sweets because you just don't have the strong cravings anymore. And I'll talk a bit about blood sugar for a second here. So I've actually had a few clients um, that were struggling with weight issues and we realized it was due to blood sugar imbalances, um, specifically something called insulin resistance. So they had this imbalance for a while and it got to the point where their body, like their insulin just couldn't be used anymore. So I'll briefly cover insulin resistance. Um, when you eat food, your body ends up breaking it down to sugar. That is the basic fuel for our cells. But in order for that sugar to get into our cells so that our body can make energy from it, we need insulin. Insulin is the key that opens the door so the sugar can get into the cell. Insulin is released from our pancreas in response to eating a meal. So what I want you to know is if you're someone who is under high stress, you have a lot of inflammation, you're eating an imbalanced diet or skipping meals and you're living off carbs, your body's going to be releasing a lot of insulin all the time. And eventually your cells are just like, I can't stand this constant bombardment of insulin. You need to stop. And they become desensitized to insulin. So now the sugar is building up in your bloodstream and the insulin can't do its job. And that's going to promote weight gain and put you at very high risk for diabetes. So we know now, though, that um, your blood sugar is directly affected by your gut bacteria. So interestingly, when I was first doing research on the gut and blood sugar and weight management, I came across a study showing that um, the most common uh, drug for diabetes called metformin, so this is for type 2 diabetes, the way that it works is by altering your gut bacteria. Isn't that crazy? So we know now that specific gut bacteria will directly impact your blood sugar. So by balancing out your gut microbiome, we can balance your blood sugar and help to resensitize your cells to insulin and promote weight loss. Now, if you want to learn more about that, you have two options. You can book a session with me one-on-one -on -one to really see um, noticeable results a lot faster. It's a 60-minute session and we will figure out exactly what's going on with your gut and do a gut protocol reset to um, balance your blood sugar, cut those carb cravings, and get rid of that brain fog. And your other option is to get on the wait list for my new program. So if you're not quite ready to dive in and make you know, huge lifestyle changes and see immediate progress by working one-on-one. -on -one. And I also get that one-on-one -on -one is a lot more expensive. So I purposely designed this program to make it more accessible to everyone, especially with what's going on right now with the economy. So this is going to be my 30-day program. It's launching in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. And you're going to learn exactly everything I've been talking about here today. So the root causes of your sluggish metabolism, your brain fog, your mental health concerns, your low energy, your wacky hormones, it's all connected. And there is a real reason, guys. Don't let your doctor or practitioner tell you that it's all in your head. I purposely designed this program to educate you because unlike other programs where they just tell you, you know, eat this, do this, and then, yeah, it makes a difference. But then when you're done the program, you haven't learned anything 
So then, you know, you're, nothing changes long term. You gain the weight back or whatever it may be. This program is empowering you with the knowledge you need to fully understand your body and get empowered to take control of your own health because I believe all women should have access to that knowledge. So if you're interested in learning morning more about the program, um, head to the link in the show notes. Show notes. <laughs> the um, waitlist is now live and you'll be the first to know when the program is launched. I wanted to share a bit about my healing journey. For those of you who haven't um, heard about it before, I have talked about it on the podcast and on social, but I wanted you to know that, you know, I don't want you to have to go through what I did. It took me decades to get where I am today. And before I discovered um, these root causes and started working with a practitioner to heal my gut, obviously I had gone to my doctor and they had done all these tests, every poke and prod and scan and everything you can think of. And they basically even sent me to specialists and told me that it was IBS and that they couldn't really do much for me. Um, I tried a medication to increase my gut motility so I wouldn't be constipated. Um, that didn't really help. I was on antacids for over five years, which obviously made things worse. And I got to the point where my acid reflux was so bad, I just couldn't take, couldn't take it anymore. And my doctor um, mentioned that I could get a surgery called a fundoplication, where they literally take the upper part of your stomach, wrap it around your esophagus to make it tighter so that you don't have chronic heartburn. So I ended up doing the surgery, even though it's like a 50-50 chance that it will or will not work. And yeah, it didn't work. I have to tell you, it did not work. Um, the only thing that worked was changing my diet and my lifestyle and healing my gut. And honestly, it was the worst recovery. I could barely eat anything. I lost even more weight, which I'm already a small person. And I got sick the one time and I couldn't even throw up. You're not able to vomit because of the surgery. Everything is so tight in your um, esophagus there. You can't even vomit when you need to. I know that's a little TMI, but I just want to share this part of my story with you guys to help you realize that because your doctor says that you have to take a drug or do surgery, those aren't your only options. And oftentimes, and especially obviously in my case, it didn't even help. What The only thing that helped was getting to the root cause. So I just wanted to share that to let you guys know that, you know, you do have options and surgery and drugs are not always the best option. So what I want to leave you with today is to remember that food restriction is not the answer. You can't heal your gut by cutting out these foods. Yeah, you'll feel better. And the reason is you're taking the certain fermentable carbs away from the bacteria, okay? So these bacteria are fermenting these certain foods that are high in fiber and fermentable carbs called FODMATs, and that's what's giving you the gas and bloating. So of course, when you take it away, you're going to feel better, but it's not the answer. And that's because taking it away is not going to heal that dysbiosis. We have to do a comprehensive protocol to first kill off the inflammatory bacteria, then restore the gut microbiome and repopulate. The other major factor that I really want to hammer home here today is that you need fiber for your gut health. Most people that are reacting to a lot of foods, they're high fiber foods. So if you have cut out 
grains and beans and lentils and certain vegetables, you're not going to be getting enough fiber. And in order for our healthy bacteria to grow and thrive in our gut, they need fiber. Fiber is their food. So always remember this simple way of looking at it. Healthy bacteria feed off fiber and inflammatory bad bacteria love carbs. Okay. So we always want to think about when we're eating a meal, what are we feeding? What kind of bacteria are we feeding? What do we want to help grow in our gut? So if you eat a low fiber diet, which honestly, guys, I did that for years and my gut health got worse and worse to the point where I had a gut test done and it told me I had elevated calprotectin. Guys, that is a marker for serious bowel disease like IBD, things like Crohn's and colitis. You don't want to get to that point. You have to be getting your fiber. So while it's totally fine to do a temporary um, diet like a low FODMAP diet as part of a protocol with a practitioner while you're working on those underlying root causes, you can't stay on these diets for years and years. You're doing damage to your gut by removing those fibers. So again, if you are struggling with certain foods and you feel like you're reacting to everything, do book a session with myself to start your gut healing protocol ASAP because then you can get back to enjoying so much foods again. Like I recently started adding in more foods and it's so nice to have that variety in my life. If you're not quite ready to work one-on-one, -on -one, I totally get it. Do sign up for the waitlist for my program. There's no commitment necessary. If you change your mind, that's totally understandable. Um, but it is a really great program to help you get empowered to fully understand why you have these problems and build simple, healthy habits to help heal your body. So we're looking at making small, sustainable changes that become your new lifestyle. It's called the Reset Solution because it is the solution to other reset programs that are so incredibly restrictive. They're just not sustainable. This isn't a crash diet. This isn't a detox. This is a program that teaches you how to eat healthy. It encourages you and holds you accountable to doing workouts and self-care and diving deep and really looking at, you know, what are the root causes of these issues that you have with your hormones and your blood sugar and your weight. You're going to discover all that and more. And you have access to daily learning modules in your very own private dashboard. And the best part is I've built it for women like you that I know are incredibly busy, incredibly stressed out, and you can't commit to doing some fancy intensive program. I totally get that. So you can literally log in and go at your own pace. If you start the program for a couple days and then life happens and you can't continue, it totally makes sense. Just stop, stop what you're doing. Like focus on getting by, but when you're ready, you can come back to it. Okay. So you always have that option to put it on pause and you also get access to my private Facebook group, the Hormone Happiness Collective. So even if you just grab the program and start by joining the group, if you don't have time to start the actual like daily learning modules, join the group and just start chatting with the women in there. Like there's so much inspiration and support. Honestly, it blows me away. Like we've got recipes, we've got women like helping each other with, you know, self-care tactics and just a lot of support, which is what we need. We need community now more than ever. 
So I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you. Do feel free to reach out if you have any questions at all or want to learn more about the Reset Solution. There's a link in the show notes uh, for you to check out the details and get on the wait list. And I will talk to you in a few weeks. Have a lovely day and I'll chat soon. That's it for me. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I hope you found it helpful. And make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. If you really love the show, be sure to share the episode on social or leave a rating and review in your podcast app. If you're a longtime listener, you know what's up. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Fix Your Gut podcast with more science-based, digestible strategies for root cause gut healing so you can get your life back and enjoy food again. Chat soon.